Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy, here with another episode of The Young Pro Show. And I'm really excited for today's guest uh, for multiple reasons. I think one of the main reasons I'm excited is I love to see, um, especially young, you know, young professionals, young individuals, really in general, I love to see people use and make the most of social media and using online platforms and, you know, using them obviously for the personal aspect, you know, to be able to stay in touch with family, friends, and people throughout their lives, but also to be able to see them use that platform for, uh, you know, for business use or for, you know, to benefit themselves in, you know, their occupation or wherever they are, or even just nuggets and little pieces of information that they can provide through that. So today's guest is somebody that is very active on social media, uh, and we're going to kind of dig into that with her and, you know, how her story and her past, present, and future of what her career looks like. Uh, so let's welcome on today's guest, Kate Lamb. How's it going, Kate? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Doing well. Doing well. Excited to have you here. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I, I, obviously I teased already the social media question for you. The social media, when did you... Uh, first off, what's the handle? I know you're on Instagram, but what other platforms are you on and what's the handle? So I'm on Instagram. My handle is at budgeting with Kate. And then I'm also on Facebook and on Facebook, it's just my name, Caitlin Lamb. Nice. And when did that start? Like, when did you create the budgeting with Kate? Like how long have you been doing this for? I created it actually about a year ago. I started Kate's financial services in April of 2020 and realized that I needed to get into the social media game a little bit. So I did not have Facebook prior to a year ago. And um, I did have Instagram, but only because my husband and I had moved out of state. And so I got it just to kind of keep up with people. Um, and then I, I, I guess I created my budgeting with Kate Instagram also a year ago. Wait, did I just hear you correct? You said you did not have a Facebook 12 months ago? <laughs> correct. <laughs> did, did you, is that when they gave you your social security number too? <laughs> 12 months ago? <laughs> I, I know, I, for real. You know, I mean, at this point, I always make, honestly, that's a common joke I make when people say that they don't have Facebook. Cause I'm like, at this point, what Facebook, I think is like the largest or second largest, like country. If it was a country, like in the entire world, like there are so many people that, you know, and not to say you necessarily are active on the app. Right. Wow. You never even, did you have it before and you deleted the app or you've no, I had never had Facebook. I did have Instagram in high school, but then I deleted it during college. Um, just, just for personal reasons and then uh, decided to, yeah, get it. So I had, I re-got Instagram. It would have been two years ago. And then I created my, uh, my business platform a year ago. <laughs> wow. That is cool. That is, uh, 
Facebook just 12 months ago. <laughs> let's, so. take, let's take a couple steps back and let's just kind of get to know you just personally and know a little bit about you, um, you know, and your interest and hobbies and such. So let's start with, you know, where were you born and raised, uh, you know, geographically speaking, where were you born and raised and where are you at today? So I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and lived there till I was three years old. And then my parents moved back home to Ashland, Ohio. And I have pretty much lived in Ashland my whole life. I went to college in Urbana, Ohio, and then I lived out in Tulsa, Oklahoma for a year and a half uh, once I got married. But we recently moved back to Ashland in August of 2020. Nice. So is it is it good being back home? Yes. We both love it. We both we both miss our families a lot and also our friends and so it's just been um it's been really great to be back home. Awesome. That's good to hear for you guys. Um second question, what is what's a hobby? What do you enjoy to do at this point in your life outside of work? Uh, the two main hobbies I have, one would be CrossFit. Um, I really enjoy working out and I have um, a workout partner that I work out with every day and we're very, um, I don't know what I would say, evenly matched, I guess, when it comes to working out. So we're able to push each other and lift together and that kind of thing. So that's one hobby I have. And then the other hobby I have would be taking walks. I just really enjoy going on a nice walk. So those two things, now that the weather is getting nicer, um, both of those hobbies, I'm definitely looking forward to getting to be outside more with them. For sure. Yeah, sure. definitely in that time of year, um, you know, nice to just get outside and just feel the sun and the outdoors and, and CrossFit. That's exciting. That is definitely a very active, um, very active hobby. And I mean, the thing... CrossFit is cool because it just works on your overall general fitness, you know, mm -hmm. it, it just overall puts you in good health, um, with the different workouts and such that they have. Yep. Last question for you then, as we open this up is, you know, what is your favorite sport? Hmm. Well, my favorite sport to play currently in my life would probably be sand volleyball. I did play softball my whole life and up through college. And so I still really enjoy like watching softball and I pretty much enjoy watching any sports, but if I'm going to play a sport, I would, I like playing sand volleyball a lot. So you would prefer at this point in your life, you'd prefer sand volleyball even over like a church league softball or like, you know, like a summer softball league. Yes. I'm like, so after I graduated college, they would have an alumni game every fall. And I went back for a couple of them and I was so sore and just shocked at how quickly I had lost, you know, kind of like the skill set of um, playing softball. So, yeah, it's not really worth the soreness that I feel after I play. So, um, yeah, I would still prefer sand volleyball. Fair enough. Well, sand volleyball, I'm sure it's obviously a little easier, you know, just needing mm -hmm. less people to play compared to, um, it's, it's more of a casual sport yep. to play than trying to get as many people to play softball. Yeah, cool. for sure. So let's, you know, we briefly talked about social media a little bit. Give me the 30 second to minute, 
you know, the what are you doing today professionally and kind of explain that. Um, and then we will kind of dive into, you know, how you got there. But what are you currently doing today in your career, Kate? So today I'm I work full time for a company in Tulsa. I work remotely right now and I'm an accountant for them. And then the other, I guess, thing that I'm doing is my own business, Kate's Financial Services. And in my business, I teach um, young professionals money skills, um, how to create budgets, how to get out of debt, how to build savings, those kinds of things. And then I also do small business bookkeeping as well. And I mostly uh, keep books for service-based businesses, um, but that's a very short uh, description of kind of what I'm doing currently. Awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Um, So yeah, let's get into, let's go back in time then. Let's go back to 18-year-old, you know, Kate Edwards graduating from high school. At that point, what were your career goals? Um, well, I am actually coming up on my 10-year reunion, so that's kind of uh, crazy to think back uh, <laughs> 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, I was 18. Um, when I was 18, I knew I wanted to go to college for accounting. Um, I liked numbers and I liked finance. So I, I got a degree in, um, in accounting, but I would say my career goals at 18 were probably to become an accountant, maybe become like a CEO or a CFO of a company. And I always kind of had in the back of my head that I would like to start a business. But at that point, I was kind of like, well, to start a business, you have to have a product. You know, I think in the last 10 years, service-based businesses have exploded. And so that really wasn't even, you know, in my head at that point that I could do like coaching or, you know, something service-based with a business. So those were some of my, I guess, career goals at that point. But I mean, of course, you never really know (laughs) what it's going to actually be like as you go through college and stuff. For sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd always... uh... I don't know what the actual statistic is, but the percentage of college students that end up changing their degree and end up completely, you know, changing the trajectory of their path that they were planning on. Um, I, I don't. I just think it's fascinating, kind of, you know, talk to people and say, "What were you planning?" And are you similar? You know, are you still in that similar mm-hmm. path, or is it no? I thought I wanted to be a doctor, and now I am uh, an accountant, or whatever the situation mm-hmm. may be. Um, you know, so you still have similarly you know stuck to that path and stayed with accounting and um you know and that's cool that from you know even at 18 you said you know coming up on your 10-year reunion so looking back almost a decade ago like starting a business was something that you always had a desire and a thought for but it was just what do i do where do i start what product do i create you know Um, what do i create that i can go on shark tank you know and pitch to to the sharks you know like when you think of starting a business that's what most people think of and they don't even think of the service side of things and being able to you know sell an idea or sell you Mm -hmm. know being able to make life simple or better without that hard product so throughout those years, then in college, you know, you stayed with accounting. Like, were there different experiences that you had then? Um, you know, you said that you like numbers. Do you have potentially any internships or classes that said, like, yep, this is the right degree for me and this is what I want to go for? Like any, like, affirming 
um, instances? Yeah. When I think back, so like college, I feel like college, I learned some good accounting knowledge, but accounting is one of those things that you have to actually start working in accounting to understand, you know, how it works. And so I just continued with that past because I liked it. And um, like I said, I really liked finance. My senior year of college, the second semester, um, all the business students had to do a, um, basically we had, we were put into groups and we had to create a business and we had in our group, we would have people from each major. So we had like a marketing person, a business management person, um, an IT person. And so an accounting person. So we had to, we created a business and we each had different roles um, in how that business was created. And then we presented it to our professors. And so during that process, I really realized like, Oh, I like accounting, but I also really like learning about marketing. And I also really like learning about business management. And so I, I feel like through, as I was going to be entering the workforce shortly, Um, I really realized that maybe I am an entrepreneur, you know, maybe I do have what it takes to do this because I, because all facets of business really interest me. So that would be one thing. Um, and then I also, it was never appealing to me to really work like an eight to five. So I always kind of had that in the back of my head that, you know, at some point I would transition to doing something where, you know, I had more freedom to, to work the hours I desire to work. Nice. Yeah. And it's nice to have that flexibility, you know, with your schedule. Um, and that was something that you realized something you wanted to seek out within your career. And that's really cool. You mentioned with that, I, do you say it was a class project you said, or were you creating the business? Yeah, it was like, I forget what it, Oh, capstone is what they would call mm. it. So it was like our senior capstone project. Okay. Yeah. And and that's awesome. Being able to get that experience within the classroom setting to say, you know what, there are lots of different aspects of a business in which, you know, interested you. And then again, just kind of poured a little bit of gas onto, you know, that initial spark, initial idea that you had when you were 18 years old as well starting business. So then you graduate from college, you know, what did that look like for you getting a job? You know, what did that first position look like? At that point, my first job after college was actually um, at a place here in Ashland, and I was hired as an accounting assistant. And I really learned like full scale accounting. I I feel very very fortunate um, that I was put in that position at such a young age because mm-hmm. I learned. Um, accounts receivable, accounts payable, how to build relationships with customers and vendors. Um, I learned the debits and credits. You know, I learned about inventory. And so I really got all these facets of business where I feel, you know, because there were times where I was like, oh, maybe I should have went and worked for like, you know, a big corporation or something like that. Hmm. But if you go and work for a big corporation, most likely you're going to be doing a very small part of the business. And so... That first job, I learned, a, you know, a ton about accounting. I had an awesome boss who really took me under her wing and um, and really empowered me to do my job well and, and answer all my questions. So 
when we moved, so I was there, I worked for that company my senior year of college and then three years after college. And then when Titus and I moved to Oklahoma, I then, you know, quit to, to find another job in Oklahoma. So that was, um, I really feel like that set the foundation and allowed me to understand like how to do small business bookkeeping and why it was important that small business owners understood their accounting and understood the financial health of their business. So I'm forever grateful for that first opportunity I had out of college because it it really, I think, set the groundwork for me being able to excel in my current full-time job, but then also in my business and when I'm working with, you know, small business owners. For sure. That is awesome. I mean, it's cool that you, like you, you just said, you know, able to lay the foundation, especially being right out of college and working there, you know, within your senior year as well, being able to learn all aspects and then being able to, you know, kind of start from a broader point of view compared to, like you said, the exact opposite. If you go work for a potentially a larger accounting firm, mm-hmm. you are very, uh, you know, niche focused and this is what you do. And you, yeah, you probably learn that very, very well, but you're just not as diverse. And, you know, at this point in your career, it was more than likely beneficial to become diverse and to learn all these different things. And here you are, you know, just a couple of years later, able to use several of those, um, learnt skills and such that you had been able to pick up while there. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. That is cool. So then, so then you and Titus, you get married, you know, you move to Oklahoma, uh, and that position, how was that? I'm assuming, or I think you said that it's, um, I'm assuming that's the same position that you're working now, I guess the full time yep. remotely. You said that as an accountant, how is that similar or different than what you did here as the accounting assistant? So my current full time job, I would say I am a real accountant, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so I'm doing more of the month end close and helping um, facilitate our accounting assistance and the data entry, but I'm not personally doing the data entry where at my first job, I did a lot more of the data entry, um, and the contacting of the customers and vendors. And in my current position, I don't really do that. I more, um, I, I do full month end accounting. Okay. Nice. And that is, so you said that now you are obviously working remotely. Was that something that was mm-hmm. always an option or did that just come up, you know, during COVID and then you and Titus were able to take advantage of that and move elsewhere? Or like, how did that remote aspect of the position come up? Oh, this is like a huge God thing. Um, so the, the company that I started working for in Oklahoma, uh, they were more of, you know, your, your typical eight to five company. And um, when COVID started, or I shouldn't say started, when COVID uh, came about, we all started working remotely. And so it was very new for the company I work for, um, because they're very much like, you know, business is done in the office, you're able to see people, talk to people, that kind of thing. Right. Well, with my position, I mostly work in Excel, I touch very little paper. So it was very easy for me to, you know, go ahead and and work remotely. So, and at that point, Titus and I were not going to be, you know, we we didn't have any plans to move back to Ohio. So it was really over those next few months that um, 
some things happened down in Oklahoma that were like, you know, maybe we could move back home. Is this the right move for us? And um, when we made that decision, I had talked to my boss, um, who I, I feel I have a good relationship with. And he was like, I would love to keep you on, on staff. You know, I think you're doing a great job working remotely. And so we'll just go ahead and continue that. And mm-hmm. it's real. And I mean, um, you know, I think that it's opened up more flexibility for the people who do live in Tulsa. Um, and it has shown that, you know, work can be done outside of that eight to five office. So, um, and I'm actually going to be going down to Tulsa next week to be in the office uh, with my coworkers. So that'll be fun. Um, but it's worked out really well, I think, for, for really everyone involved. And I've, I've really enjoyed getting that opportunity. And, and uh, I definitely do not take it for granted because I know that it's a good position to be in. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. awesome to be able to have that opportunity to, um, you know, I mean, obviously there are a million, you know, negative, uh, you know, side effects and things that have come about because of COVID. But there are also, especially now in long term, potential changes that are going to happen within our society, which can be beneficial uh, because of it. And, you know, this is a great example of one that being able to, you know, this company that was able to realize, yeah, we can do things remotely. And in your circumstance, like you said, it was perfect timing for you and Titus then to give you the opportunity to move back home, be closer to family, but you don't have to search for a new job, still able to work for the same company, do the same thing and just being able to work remotely. That's awesome. So let's get into, so that's what you do. You said it's a full time. Let's get into, you know, the social media to the budgeting with Kate. Um, you know, again, we talked very, I gave you that, you gave the brief, uh, update on, you know, what you're doing now. You talked about, you know, teaching money skills, you know, really a financial coach. Um, you mm-hmm. know, and you are so a financial coach on the individual level, but then also, you know, doing this small business bookkeeping then, correct? Correct. Yep. So if, as far as the financial coach, so like working with an individual, you said again, specifically like with young professionals, how, like, practically, what does that look like if an individual or a young married couple, if they come to you and say, here's where we are at financially, um, you know, what is your value add in their situation? Yeah, so what I did within my business was create an eight-week program where the individual and or couple would get one-on-one financial coaching. And so in that eight week program, we go over each week, different aspects of personal finance. So I kind of mentioned earlier, but like budgeting, debt reduction, saving, um, learning about credit, learning about investing, learning just everyday money saving habits. So over the course of eight weeks, um, I have different worksheets and videos that the individual Complete, and then we meet once a week via Zoom, and um, you know discuss that. Make sure that I, um, you know, understand their goals, and that I am able to keep them accountable for where they want to be at the end of those eight weeks. So, I guess really like the onboarding process is simply, you know, having a discovery call um, and, and figuring out if we would be a good fit to work together. And then 
you know, onboarding them from there. My value add is that the fact that I'm able to um, share like through my life experience Hmm. that you can be young and still be good with money and smart with your money and wise and also learning. um, I don't, I guess I would say maybe some like new ideas, the fact that you could pay off debt while still investing, the the fact that you can save while investing or paying off debt, like making your money work for you and then having that accountability. So as you're working through these different aspects of personal finance, you have someone who you can directly ask questions to and get an opinion from or get help from that kind of thing. So that's really, I think, the biggest value that I bring as a financial coach. I think that is, I think that is awesome, and I think you have answered that perfectly, Kate. Um, you know, for me, that definitely makes a lot more a lot of sense in explaining, you know, practically what you are doing to, and you know, and everybody when it comes to financial and what people think about finances and money, like everybody has different experiences with it, and you know, and let's be fair, most people you're financially going to probably think similar to what your parents did and the way that you grew up. Yeah. And you just assume, well, this is the way that I handle money. This is the way, you know, X, Y, and Z, because that's the way mom and dad did it. And, yeah. you know, it's awesome for you, especially for young professionals that are uh, young individuals that are getting into the starting that point of their life where they're starting to actually make money. And they say, oh, shoot, like, what do I do with this money now? <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're able to walk alongside them. You mentioned about have that accountability, which is awesome to be able to, you know, just be able to talk to somebody about finances and be able to like in the situation, like in my uh, childhood, like finances were discussed a lot and my parents talked to us a lot about finances, but that is not something that is the situation for every single person. And even if they did talk about finances, it doesn't mean you can't or don't need you know, a financial coach and to have that accountability and to have somebody to walk through and to say, again, practically, here's my numbers, you know, here's, where we are at, what is ways mm-hmm. that we can save more, invest more, what's the financial, you know, smart thing to do and able to work with somebody to help you with that compared to just trying to throw your money at the wall and see what sticks, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think too, there's kind of like, well, you, you kind of touched on it. Like there's a stigma in, in our generation with like talking about money and not just our generation, generations older than us as well. But also the fact that, Having an accountability partner or financial coach does not mean that you're bad with money. It actually means that you're investing in yourself and taking yourself up to that next level to live above the norm, you know? And so I think that's something that through, you know, my social media, I try to convey that like, it's like, I have a business coach, you know, I had a business coach a year ago when I started my business. Like that's, she really helped me get my business off the ground. And who even knows if I would have a business, you know, if I wouldn't have decided to invest in myself and say like, hey, yeah, I need some help in this area. And so I like I work with people who have a lot of debt. I also work with people who don't have a lot of debt, you know, so um, it's more so like the program I have is called the Money Made Simple program. And so and it's more um, helping young professionals just understand basic financial principles and applying that to their specific life situation and their goals. Hmm. That is, um, 
Yeah, that is great. Uh, simple, being able to, you know, whatever your financial goals look like, to be able to have somebody to walk alongside you to reach those goals. Uh, and I love at the very beginning you talked about, you know, it's just investing in yourself. It's investing yourself and it's not, you know, like you clarified, like it's not some, just because you have a financial coach doesn't mean anything does not imply anywhere where you are at financially, but just, Hey, I'm investing in myself and wherever I'm at financially, like I want to improve. I want to, you know, make sure my money is going where I want it to go and where I think that it is going, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure maybe that's a question for you. How much of this as far as financial coaches, just keeping track, you know, the budgeting aspect and keeping track of actually where your money is going and then people realize, wow, like I'm really spending that much money on food. I'm spending that much money on entertainment, on gas, whatever it may be. Like how much of it is simply just budgeting and keeping track of those finances? Oh, I mean, in my opinion, budgeting is really the the crux of being able to succeed financially. But that is not the sexy, you know, cool part of finances, you know, people, (laughs) the thing I hear all the time is people will say to me, well, I want to learn how to invest. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so we talk about that a little bit, but it's like, okay, do you actually want to like learn how to be a day trader or do you want to work with a financial advisor (laughs) who could, you know, make you millions of dollars in the long run, but you're not going to be a millionaire tomorrow, you know? And so I am all about getting rich slowly and mm. building that long-term wealth and starting when you're young. Um, even if, you know, just setting aside a little bit while you're young. And so, yeah, budgeting, um, that's one of like the first things we do in my program is go ahead and like create a budget. And I would say like 98% of the time people, uh, typically underestimate what they think they're spending on extra items. Like they know what their rent is. They typically know what their utilities are and about what they spend on gas. But a lot of times what people don't realize is how quickly, you know, going out to eat, having subscriptions, um, going shopping or purchasing items for a hobby, how quickly, you know, all those things add up. So yes, that's another value add I have done is, you know, dropping truth bombs on people, let's say enter my program of like, no, we're actually going to see where all your money's going. So yeah, for sure. I love that. Like you said, budgeting being the core, the centerpiece of your, you know, your financial life and where you're at when that is not what people think about. <laughs> I mean, I laughed when he talked about day trading because, yeah, I'm sure for a lot of people, that's what they think of when they think of investing. They think, okay, well, yeah, let's day trade and let's get rich now, you know? Yeah, and, the, uh, and they have no idea how much work goes into that. And it's just like, I don't day trade at all. I have a financial advisor. I talk with him fairly often because I want to understand what's going on with my accounts. But I don't really care on a day-to-day basis what's being bought and sold. You know, I just want, you know, I I want um, to be able to discuss my retirement goals with him and then, you know, obviously trust that he will be able to get me there. Right. Yeah. And realizing, like you said as well, that it's a slow process, but you're building that long-term wealth. Yeah. Yeah, day trading is, they don't realize how difficult it is or the amount of risk that is involved with it. Um, yeah, just not a good solution and not a practical solution when you're comparing it to the alternative. 
Yeah. So you mentioned then that this is an eight week course that you go through all this information for them. What does it look like then like after that eight week course? So typically after the eight weeks, um, I have a package where you, where they can choose to go ahead and purchase like four additional months of calls with me to just have that continued accountability. Or if they're like, you know, I feel like I'm in a good spot. I want to go ahead and like continue this on my own. Then I typically follow up like a month later and see how things are going. But the main goal that I have within my program is, to teach people well enough that, you know, in six months, they will feel very confident with where they're going and they will know, you know, how to deal with unexpected income and how to adjust their own budget and um, feel confident enough to ask people questions. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking before we started recording about Facebook Marketplace and negotiating. And a lot of people get really nervous just when it comes to asking questions or you know, you're at the checkout counter and the price rings up wrong and you and they're scared to be like, hey, this wasn't the right price. And so just instilling confidence in people that like, hey, you can do this, you know, so um, that's but yeah. So post program, that's kind of what that looks like. That's awesome. No, and I think that's great. Like you mentioned, just it's the eight week program and in an ideal situation, they feel confident enough and they have learned a lot about their finances to be able to. You know, just be in a once they have that foundation set and be able to help mm-hmm. out their finances. But if you know they you are obviously still there, um, you know, just for that accountability and those additional questions and such moving forward. Um, that's awesome, Kate. That is really cool. So let's look into you know we've talked about your past, talk about your present, and you know the accountant, and then your business that you have. You know what does your future look like professionally? Like, where do you see yourself, your business in five, 10 years? Like, what are your long-term goals um, within those? Um, my, my main long-term goals are, I would love to have a successful six-figure business with Kate's Financial Services. Um, I am on the, on the track, on the route, I guess, on track <laughs> to just create that um, time freedom within my life too. So Titus and I don't have any kids yet, but we would like them in the future. And so um, I would like to have that flexibility to be there for them as a mom, but then also, um, you know, I, I, I love working and I plan to have a career as well. Um, another goal that I have would be, well, Titus and I both have together is to start investing in real estate. Um, we just need the housing market to come down a little bit. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, so that's one of our long-term goals. And uh, just to be generous with honestly what God's given us mm-hmm. and um, continue to constantly remember that what we have is uh, strictly from God. And it's, um, you know, it's not, I truly believe that the work that God's brought both Titus and I has um, been a blessing to us and therefore just continue to bless others and, and be generous with what we've been given. For sure. You know, to be able to be at a, now and also in the future, just to give generously with, you know, what you guys have been blessed with, um, you know, and just being able to give back, to others and you know and i think part of that is even with your business as well you know it's yep. blessing other people with their financial situation and whatever that looks like um and you know that is 
especially like we mentioned for a young individuals that may not, uh, whether they do or do not, you know, have much financial knowledge, but, or they just don't know where their money's going or whatever their individual situation may be like just being able to benefit them. And that is, um, you know, you being able to just help them throughout their lives for their, their future wealth and their future generations that are to come. Oh, for sure. And I think about a lot of times, like when Titus and I got married, um, it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier about how um, a lot of our money skills are formed from a very young age and typically uh, from our parents. And so when you get married, you just kind of assume like the other person will will hold that role that your father or mother held in your own household. And then you realize um no, not maybe not, you know, because they were raised <laughs> differently. And so I think about, I think often just how much I wish that Titus and I would have um, gone through a money program together and had just a third person that was like, hey, you know what, this is really important to this person. So we need to work this into the budget or those kinds of things, you know, or talking about investing because maybe one one person doesn't necessarily think maybe one person wants to invest and the other person wants to pay down a lot of debt, you know, just those kinds of things. I think back to when we were, uh, when we first got married and how I, I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that like, Oh, you know, we now deal with finances together. And, and I, I think that if we would have had someone and, and I'm also, I should say Titus is not at all bad with money and I'm not either. So it was not like a situation where, one of us were like spending like crazy and we didn't have debt together. So we were coming into marriage in a very unique position, but there was still just like struggles when you're merging two people into one household. And so I think um, it's very rewarding to have gone, you know, to work through that with my husband. And then as I have the opportunity to work with couples getting to, yeah, like see through the eight weeks, like see just like their communication improve and um, again, their confidence improve, but just like that willingness to like work together improve too is really, really rewarding for me. That is awesome. That is cool, Kate. So let's get into the last question that I want to ask you today. And the last question I always like to end these shows with is what are you doing today to reach your dreams of tomorrow. So, you know, practically speaking, you know, you mentioned having, growing your business, you know, having that time freedom, investing in real estate is probably not some, uh, as far as the market, it's not really something you can directly control. Um, you know, but as far as your long-term goals professionally, um, mm-hmm. you know, for you and Titus as well, financially, like what are you doing today to be able to reach those goals? So, Um, I'm huge on practicing what I preach. So, you know, I'm sitting here telling you like, Hey, it's important to have a financial coach. And I have a business coach that I'm working with. Um, she's helping me more through like the sales and marketing aspect of my business, because that is not my expertise. (laughs) I'm an accountant by trade. Um, so in that aspect, I would say, um, just continuing to gain knowledge, Uh, and technology and in marketing skills. Um, I'm currently working on also growing my audience on my social media platforms. And 
Uh, it's actually, it's funny that you had mentioned that I'm on social media a lot because it's actually like really uncomfortable for me to be on social media. Um, I, I really had to force myself to get comfortable being uncomfortable with that because, um, it's, if, if I could do my business without social media at this point, I totally would, but I've actually learned to just press into that a little bit and it's a lot more enjoyable and I've been able to have some really awesome conversations. So, um, yeah, working on growing my audience, uh, in general, just like talking with people who have more wisdom and knowledge than I do. Um, you know, when it comes to real estate, talking to people who have rental properties and, you know, asking them the do's and don'ts of owning those. Um, I do currently invest with a financial advisor. So, you know, I encourage young people to do that. I also do that to set myself up for the future. Um, so I'm not working till I'm 80 years old. And then I really do try to practice what I preach when I think about it. Like I budget, I actively work on saving money. Um, I, I learn more about the, the financial topics that I don't, you know, that I'm not well versed on. Like Titus and I just bought a house in December. I had never bought a house before. I really had no idea, you know, what it was going to be like. Right. And now I'm able, I'm actually in the middle of creating, you know, a module for my program that's Home Buying 101 because I learned a lot through that process and I want to be able to share it with others. So I think just like taking my own life experiences and uh, again, just being able to share them with others and adding value to, you know, the clients that I'm working with um, is something as well that I'm doing. For sure. No, that is awesome. That is, uh, and really, I mean, that's the smart way to do it. Like you said, either have those mentors, have those people that have already been through it, you know, and being able to bounce things off of them and also, you know, for experiences you have to be able to share those experiences with other people as well. Um, you know, as far as practically, yeah, the growing the audience, the, the social media is great. You know, I'm sure, especially for someone that potentially was not, you know, was not on Facebook a year ago. Yeah. Um, putting yourself out there on social media can, and even if you're somebody that actively uses social media, like it is, um, can be intimidating, you know, to put yourself out there on social media like that. So, you know, I give you props for that. And, you know, love seeing, following you along with your journey, um, you know, with just using social media and trying to just help people out with whatever stage they are at in their life and, you know, help them out financially. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Well, thanks, Kate. Thanks for coming on. Uh, this has been a great show, and I really appreciate your time jumping on the Young Pro Show and just being able to share a little bit about your story and just kind of give us an insight on your business and what you are doing. Yes, thanks so much, Dom, for having me. And I also want to say I absolutely love the name of your show. And also, I think that it's super cool that you highlight young professionals and what they're doing, because um, I think young people have a lot to offer to this world. And it just excites me, you know, that you're getting so many different stories of, of young professionals. It's I, I enjoy listening. So, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that, Kate. It's, um, yeah, it's just something that I have, you know, similar to you, I have the passion for the financial aspect. Like I just have a passion for just talking to people about their careers and just, you know, looking at their past, present, and their future. And what are they, you know, that last question kind of summarizes kind of my heart behind the entire podcast is, okay, what are, these are your 
future goals that you have within your career, but how are you going to get there? You know, what does that look like for you? So thanks for listening to another episode of the young pro show. You can interact on social media. The young pro show is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My personal pages can be found at DJ fry 25. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening to the show. I love you all from the bottom of my heart and God bless you.